You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that stays crunchy even in milk, but not in bourbon. Oh. Get, get a little soggy in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. We have a fantastic show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of things to talk about, including a Nintendo Direct and a bunch of trailers for shows. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! And we all had to do the dance while the song was playing because yeah. Josh isn't with us this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's usually the one doing doing the little... Doing the little jig. The check it out shuffle. Yeah, that's it. I like it. I like it. So yeah, some things we've been doing. Why don't you guys go first and uh, what have you guys been uh, checking out? Uh, we saw the new Ant-Man last night. Oh yeah. How was it? Um, it was pretty good. I I liked it. It was a little too Star Wars, at least at the beginning. Okay. Um, Like a lot of weird aliens and stuff. You spend about, I don't know, 10 minutes in our the reality that we know. Okay. <laughs> and then they end up shrinking down into the quantum realm, hence the title Quantum Mania. Yeah. Um, and have a little a little adventure in there and it's enjoyable. Okay, good. You know, it's not mind blowing, but still very good. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why it's reviewed so poorly. My only thought is there are people that are between superhero fatigue and not every movie can be Endgame. Yeah, but even then, like, there's been worse Marvel movies oh, before sure. this one. Yeah, I would, I would rank this above the Doctor Strange movie, which was not bad either. Um, definitely better than Eternals. Yeah, uh, de- sure. definitely better than the Thor last Thor movie. Like, okay, it's I think it's got like a forty something or something in Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's absurdly low. This is a, a solid B plus movie. Hmm. Paul Rudd is is his usual charming self. All, <laughs> all the characters are fun, and there's cool aliens. Uh, the green screeniness is a little grating at the beginning, sure, because it's extremely noticeable, CG, noticeable, yeah. but not a big deal. They're all basically cartoon movies at this they point. All have yeah. been sure. Oh, have, oh yeah. It's not gonna blow your mind, but you'll have fun. Oh, good. It's that's a, that's what that's what it needs to do. It just needs to be good. Yeah, yeah. How is uh how's Bill Murray in it? Don't spoil. No spoilers. But how is Bill Murray in it? He's Bill Murray. He's Bill Murray. Bill Murray. He's not. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say he was bad in it, uh, but he's also not in it very long, and also like doing Bill Murray shtick. Uh, that's like, fine. You know, yeah. at this at this day at this point, that's I'll take that. That's okay. It's about like his cameo in uh, Girl Ghostbusters. Really? That see, I, oh. I hated that. That was actually actively bad. Well, no, it wasn't like that length. It's about that long okay. and about that substantial. Okay. No, I don't. Know. You don't think so? Was that time you saw it? It was a long time ago when I okay. saw it. I could be completely off base here. I don't know. But I just—I didn't think it was very substantial, especially when they played it up like it's a big deal that Bill Murray's in this. Movie. And it's just not that big a video. Yeah, okay, it, well, that's kind of—it's an extended cameo, yeah. more okay. or less. Well, that's fine. You know what? At this point, he could do extended cameos, and 
and then live in the south of France the rest of the time. Whatever he wants yeah. to do. I'm good with that. I, w- I was extremely worried about Modoc because I saw some pictures of him like yeah, and, it, and he looked like a big robot head and I wasn't happy with it. They actually they do it good. They do, oh, they do, it without they do a good spoil- job without spoiling anything about it because it's fun. They they nailed it. Okay, they, good. Okay, I'm in because I love I love the weirdos. Yeah, from, I, from I love Modok and how Modoc he's is just great. a freaky giant head, and giant head with tiny arms and legs. That's that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, that that image that leaked is not representative of. The, okay, good. The I, was, I was concerned. In the film. I was concerned about that. You know, I, I once saw a guy at a con who did a great Modoc cosplay. He wore an all black, like, turtleneck pants there, everything, except for his face. And he had little action figure arms and legs sticking out <laughs> on a little harness around his around his chin. And that's all That's all he was. Yeah. And it was perfect. That's it was very great. good. Yeah, it was really, really good. So, okay, well, I'm glad to hear that it's that it's good. I'm hoping to see it, if not next weekend, in the next couple of weeks, so that yeah. we can kind of do more of a spoilery talk about it on the show. I mean, definitely, if you like the other two Ant-Man movies, and you're, I have. you're definitely going to like this one. It's- yeah. Again, without spoiling too much, and if the spoil stuff, let me know. My ongoing theory that they're setting up a Young Avengers movie with teenage or thereabouts aged versions of a lot of the characters had did they do any setup for that in this as well i mean if if having a the character exists counts as setup that is what i'm counting it. kind of yeah okay because they've set up so many of the characters and and again they haven't really said anything about them getting together and doing something but the fact that so many of these characters now exists now there now there's a younger version of them yeah yeah like younger hawkeye they've introduced that one riri williams riri williams is in there the older versions of scarlet witch's kids have been confirmed for agatha harkness huh. and the coven of dark of coven of chaos or whatever so they're coming they're back and i mean you she's in the trailer so it's not a spoiler Scott Lang's daughter, who was conveniently aged up during the snap, is now in it, and I'm guessing had does size change shenanigans as well. I yeah yeah <laughs> okay that's safe to assume yeah yeah okay well um one thing that I've checked out is actually a little teaser for later on in the show I um downloaded a game on the Switch for 99 cents and it is WBSC e-baseball power pros i i bought it as well yeah it's it's the perfect price for it yeah because i love the power pros that's always been a cute franchise it's really in depth with their baseballness. like there's a whole subsystem to batting and pitching and it's it's one of the most in-depth baseball games even though it's about little cartoon little cartoon people with, floating, with the exception of the little cartoon floating people. hands and feet but it's, it looks great it plays really well. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it lets you like really customize your team like to a very minute level. <laughs> to the point where when you start up the game, initially there are no teams in the league at all. You have to build them from scratch, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Now what from what I understand, this is not the full version of this game. It is um the uh production company behind it. Uh, testing the waters because they want to try to bring see if there's enough interest to bring over the full version of power pros 
because it is a huge, huge franchise in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, it's been around since, like, the NES days. Well, I think I had a Game Boy game called Bases Loaded that was basically yeah, a the couple, America... a couple of the Power Pros games got brought over here and name changed. Okay, because it, it plays, it looks and plays very similar to Bases Loaded from the for the Game Boy, and I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is it. This is the, this is the thing. Yeah, I think the only true Power Pros game we got in English was a Wii one back... Yeah. Back when if you put anything on the Wii, you'd make a bazillion dollars. Right. Yeah, we got a Power Pros game then. So I'm hoping the full, a full version of this gets ported over here. I, I would pay upwards of $20 for a full Power Pros baseball game that you can come do everything. Like, yeah, you're right. Uh, customize everything to a minute detail, like n- team names, uniform designs, yeah, Everything. you get to do all that. Yeah. The only thing you don't do in this is come up with your own characters. And I guess that is a big component of the full the full fledged version of the game. What what did you name your team? Um I well, I was the nerds because of oh, nerd overload. Yeah. Uh I made the Ohio Ligmas. <laughs> oh nice, nice. Yeah, I came up with two teams, the nerds and the jocks. And <laughs> the jocks were very good at, at uh batting and the nerds were very good at pitching. So yeah, because you have to make more than one team. Otherwise, you have, you have to play your own team or go online. Now, I haven't Is tried it working it. yet. I have not tried it. Oh, so it wasn't it wasn't working before. Yeah, when I tried it, it wasn't up yet. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, but yeah, did that. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's a Netflix show that I've been watching. It's transported straight from Korea, called Physical One Hundred. <laughs> it is a uh, weirdo. Uh, reality show where the strongest 100 people in Korea have all gathered in a place and is and they're basically doing a uh, weird tests of strength feats of strength feats of strength to get a hundred million won I think is I, there? yeah that's yeah. the currency or it's roughly I, about two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars and I only know that because we've been watching the attorney woo Oh, was it extraordinary attorney Wu? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a cute and good show. Also. Okay, cool. But this, this show, it has everyone from walks of life, anywhere from former and current Olympic team people to the, um, arm wrestling champion and the, the biggest arm wrestling champion in the world. And it's, it's so charming because it is all, uh, it's dubbed, not subbed. So and and they are doing a one to one dubbing <laughs> job. So that some of the things that they say are a little awkward to to American ears. But the fact that some of these people like they they had to move a they had teams of six and they had to push a one and a half ton boat down a ramp across sand and then back up a ramp. God, they had to. Um, they were lifted into the air and had to. <laughs> and this and, isn't Squid Game rules. This right? is not. Okay. No, it's not Squid Game rules. <laughs> a lot of them compared it a little bit, but like one of the one of the one of the eliminators was they had to grab onto these bars fifty at a time, and suspended in the air only by their arms oh. and see who held on the longest. And the longest guy like fell asleep while he was doing it. He held on for thirteen minutes. He like propped himself in a quarter and was actually taking a nap a little bit. Wow. And there were people that are like firemen. There are YouTube influencers. There are there. 
there are two American guys, Miracle, a break dancer, and uh, a guy who is uh, played uh, for the uh, Major League Baseball for a few years and then went and became a big deal pitcher over in Korea. But it physical, physical colon 100. <laughs> it is mesmerizing to watch. And when they get eliminated, they all, when they were being introduced, they all have uh, plaster busts of their torso and arms for like, because they're like sculpted out of, out of statues or whatever marble marble. And when they're eliminated, they have to take a hammer and bust their bust (laughs) showing that they are not strong enough. It's stupid fun. Speaking of Netflix and things that are dumb, uh, watch Kunk on earth. Okay. I don't, I really don't want to spoil any, okay, anything about it, but it is probably the funniest television show I've seen in a long time. Okay. It is just ridiculous. Watch, watch Kunk on Earth. I'm telling you right now. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I, uh, I will. It's only like five episodes. It's a, it's a documentary series. <laughs> Allegedly. A mo- Allegedly. A documentary. <laughs> yeah. But okay. You do learn some stuff. I'm okay. In a roundabout way, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm in. Very British. <laughs> like Monty Python. Yeah. There's a lot, oh, of, okay. a lot of Monty Python esque, like, gotcha. Fourth, fourth wall humor, kind of. I, I Belgian. Well, well, okay, well, don't spoil it. Belgian any... techno anthem, Pump Up the Jam, <laughs> plays a large role. Nice, nice. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'm sold. All right, and the uh, the last thing that I did this week uh, is actually going to roll into our first break. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with Ro Malaga. He's the media marketing manager and spokesperson for the Indiana Comic Convention. It was really cool to sit down and talk with him about some of the uh, amazing things that are going to be coming up for that convention, which is the first weekend in May, I believe. We'll get into it in the interview. We also get to talk a little bit about uh, working in the industry as well. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. And then after that, we'll uh, take the break and get into some news. So this week we are with Ro Malaga, marketing manager and spokesperson for the Indiana Comic Convention, which is going on May 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis. Ro, how are you doing? Doing amazing, doing great. And can you believe it? It's already past the holidays. May is just around the corner. I'm so excited to go ahead and talk to you about all the things we're bringing to the community. Yeah, we're we're excited to have you. So let's just jump right in. So uh, first question I have for you is what would you say sets the Indiana Comic Convention apart from some of the other cons that are in the area? You know what? We love everybody in our industry. You know, we have friends all over the nation that do similar shows, similar events, and we're always chatting with each other, seeing how they're bettering their product and seeing what we can go ahead and do to go ahead and bring to the community, to bring everybody together, right? Because that's one of the things we take pride in. It's a family-friendly event. Anyone from the little ones to the older ones can go ahead and come on through and check out some of the most favorite celebrity guests that we have, some awesome experiences that a lot of times 
The majority of the times don't cost anything extra. It's included. It's an included value with your ticket. So I think that one of the things that sets us apart is that we definitely go ahead and push on inclusion, inclusivity. We try to bring out a super huge range of comic and pop culture guests, ranging just uh, like everything from like shows from Nick at Night to everything that's new and popular right now. And you could definitely notice that in the first batch of guest announcements that just went out. Yeah, I was just looking at that. It looks like there's going to be a wide variety of guests making appearances at the con this year. Can you tell us some of these celebrities that we might expect to see at the uh, convention? That's right. That's right. I, I, where do you want me to start? Right. I can start with Jody Benson, who is the voice of the Little Mermaid, especially like if you grew up with that movie or you're a Disney kid or you have little ones that love that movie. I mean, hearing Jody talk as Ariel in person in her panel is just breathtaking. And and rumor has it that she sings from time to time at one of these panels. Oh, really? So, yeah. So it is just the coolest thing. We also have Dee Bradley Baker from Adventure Time, Peacemaker and Star Wars. The Bad Batch, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. I mean, if you're a fan of those fandoms, it's it's awesome to come and see D. Bradley Baker in person. John Glover's joining us. He's uh, known from uh, the Batman, the animated series, Fear of the Walking Dead, and also Smallville. Amazing in Smallville. Mm-hmm. Joining him is Kern Walters from Titans. He's crushing it on that show. And of course, uh, easy on the eyes, Charlie Hunnam. A lot of people know him from <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. I know a lot of people in, uh, on our staff are super excited to see him in person at another one of our shows. So, I mean, this is just the beginning of the guest announcements. Expect many more to come. Excellent. All right. So uh, in addition to the uh, Celebrity Row, what are some of the other events that uh, fans can experience when they're at the con? Sam, I have breaking news, okay? okay? I had to go to our pro new programming director. Oh, sorry. Programming director that's been there from the start, Croy Province. And I said, Croy, you got to go ahead and open up that bag of tricks. What can I tell the audience? She goes, Ro, you know, we're just barely starting this uh, guest announcement. Right now, tickets are on sale till Friday at midnight, 25% off. The most affordable they, they, they are. Like, you know, we're trying to really go ahead and give back to those fans that trust us, right? We call it our early bird special. You know, it's, it's our loyalty program. So people that know what we're going to bring to the table, they can get tickets super affordable right now. She's like, she's like, I don't want to say anything beforehand. And I'm like, Croy, what can you give me? And she goes, okay, here's a list. You can, you get to tell Sam, this is what we got breaking news for him. We have Penguin Knife Fight joining us at the convention. It's an Inca, like a improv comedy group that does performances okay. all throughout the weekend. This is all included with the, uh, with the admission uh, ticket, right? Mm-hmm. You have designated debaters, which are comedic superhero debates. If you've ever wondered like which superhero is best and you want to go ahead and talk your fandom heart out and defend your stance, right? <laughs> comic, comic book guy from the, from the Simpsons comes to mind, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Know? Yeah. Sure. If you want to go ahead and do that with people that have, that are like-minded like you and have a passion for that, we have that going on as well throughout the event. The great and powerful Tim joins us. He is an Indianapolis favorite. He's a nerdy comic magician show uh, all on his own. He's amazing. He's going to do performances throughout the week. Um, And then also I'm going to try. I'm going to dig deep to some junior high French. Le Petit Papillon Made Cafe, our first ever like fandom made cafe is going to be making its appearance at uh, ICC. Oh, interesting. I know, right? Yeah. If, if, if you're not about that, Derezd virtual reality, VR experiences, that's going to come through as well. So if you've never even had the experience to go ahead, uh, opportunity to strap on a VR headset, 
come through, join us. On top of the many things to do, you're going to be able to go ahead and do that and play some VR games. And if that's not enough, for all of you amazing cosplayers that show up time and time again, Susan uh, Onisco Photography LLC will be providing free professional cosplay photo shoots on site. Oh, wow. Sam, you know, people turn out in droves in cosplay, right? They, oh, they yeah. Go- that's actually my next question was going to be, what's the cosplay scene like at uh, ICC? Because uh, that is something that that I've experienced uh, from different cons and that sort of thing. So, yeah, if you want to go ahead you, with that. And you know what's up. The cosplay yeah. community in Indianapolis is growing. Like every single year, we see more and more people coming out. We see all of these amazing things. But here's the thing. Here's the kicker. You go through this painstaking effort of like getting warbla and foam and painting and, you know, things breaking and right. like repairing. <laughs> and it's just like, for what? And it's to come through this like three day event and sweat it out and take pictures. But this is what we want to do for, for the community. We want to provide a spot, you know, teaming up with this photography LLC uh, uh, party that where you can go ahead and actually get a professional photo taken of you in that cosplay. So it's a keepsake, it's a memory, it's like seeing all of your hard work going through all this and then seeing you actually, you know, uh, you, it's something tangible that you can take, you can share with friends and family and people can see how cool your cosplay is at a professional event, right? Yeah. So, oh, and, and remember Sam, it won't wouldn't be like, you know, a comic convention without a cosplay contest, right? Of course, of course. So let me tell you this, we got a huge cosplay uh, cosplay contest happening. Croy, our director of programming, she heads that one up. And uh, what we were able to do we this time around, we partnered up with Ultimate Wireless. They're our prize sponsor this year. And they have dedicated to donating Nintendo Switches and electronic watches and a slew of other amazing, like they even said, hey, yeah, you guys want a couple drones? And we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll take wow, those. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so... If anybody's listening and they're interested in having the opportunity to go ahead and win these amazing prizes on top of the cash prizes that we're giving out, they can go ahead and sign up now for free. They go to our website or look at our social media channels, check out the link for the cosplay contest. They can sign up, register to enter into the contest, and they have an opportunity to win some of these awesome prizes for free. All they need is just a a ticket to get into the event. Oh, well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, before we wrap up things here, uh, I do have one question kind of off topic. I don't want to throw a curveball at you or anything, but before uh-huh. you uh, hopped on the call with me, uh, I was discussing with uh, with uh, another person from your uh, company that outside of doing cons, you are a professional dancer. Uh, can you tell me about uh, specifically about working with Zac Efron from the high school musical by any chance? <laughs> I love Jeremy and I love like in a past life, you know, before the awesomeness of these conventions and events got to be, um, I used to be a professional hip hop dancer for the film and, uh, and television industry and amazing. I was so, so fortunate. I was in the right place at the right time. And I was able to book a spot as a principal dancer in all three high school musical movies for Disney. That's right. I was, a, I was an official wildcat. I went from the dance audition straight to the basketball court and had like an official tryout in front of a coach. And I was lucky enough to be um, along with uh, with Bailey um, Baker at the time. We were both assistant choreographers for the second and third movie. And so we got to help out a lot. Uh, but here comes this guy named Zach Efron who, uh, <laughs> during the second movie comes to us late because he's wrapping up finishing. Uh, he was filming Hairspray in Canada. And uh, I, I, Kenny Ortega, the legendary Kenny Ortega mm-hmm. comes over and he goes, hey, Ro, uh, Ro and Chucky, 
the other main choreographer he goes zach needs to get brought up to speed can you give him private dance classes oh wow <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah well but you know by this time he's our friend he's you mm-hmm. know our co-worker oh, sure, uh, sure. he loves that to death but it's like after dancing eight hours you know it, in rehearsals with the other dancers i'm like all right zach let's let's uh teach you how to break dance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but sam you know as well as i do there's so many people that got stories like this in the industry that come to our event mm-hmm. they'll have they'll be on panels they'll tell all the tips and tricks all the secrets behind the scenes and stuff and this is something that our community can come together come and watch pay an affordable ticket remember 25 percent off before friday at midnight and just come and celebrate all things, you know, geek and pop culture, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like a fantastic time. So again, Ro, thank you for coming on the show. And before I let you go here, do you want to go ahead and, you know, give the details of everything one more time? That's right. Everybody has to go to indianacomicconvention.com for all the information. Everything I spoke about, the celebrity guest list, things that are going to happen in the programming, any of the experiences in our blogs, right? But you can also purchase those tickets there. And if you want to follow us on social media for all the awesome news, check us out on uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. And guess what? You can even sign up for our newsletter because, Sam, if you want to be the first to know, we drop little teasers about who the next guest is going to be on those newsletters. Oh, OK, so, great. Yep. So if you don't want to miss out, go ahead and sign up. We'll make sure we don't spam you, but we'll give you some be- uh, some amazing news each well, and every week. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. Ro Malaga, thank you again for coming on the show. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you at the uh, Indiana Comic Convention in uh, May. I'll see you there, Sam. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. The folks at Sidekicks Coffee are more than happy to make you your favorite hot or iced coffee, tea, hot chocolate, lattes, and more. Sidekicks have two locations, in the Marion Center Mall, Tuesday through Saturday, opening at 10 a.m., and their on-the-road drive-up next to the Pet Sanctuary on Marion Waldo Road, Tuesday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sidekicks Coffee. All right, we are back from the break. Let's go ahead and get into some news. Ah, uh, timely. One, timely. Yeah. Timely. It's not just a random clip this time. <laughs> so we have a bunch of Nintendo Direct stuff, but I think I want to talk about some of these trailers first. Get them kind of out of the way. First up, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, there was a new, it wasn't a trailer, it was like a short. It was a very short, short yeah, film yeah. kind of thing. As a short commercial for Super Mario Brothers plumbing, their their New York based plumbing outfit, and they use the song from the the live action series. The, yeah, the original theme song is yeah. their, is their commercial jingle. It's it's amazing. It's perfect. Like, it 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 sold me. I mean, I was already kind of sold on the film, but I'm. 100% in. Yeah, yeah. At I, this point. I used to be worried about it. I am no longer worried. I just want to see the see the dang thing. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, along with it there was a um phone number you can call? Yeah, you can call their well their New York phone. It's a New York number you oh, can call. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh should we should we try it? Yeah, that's We'll try it right here on on air. Let's dial up the Mario Brothers. I, I hear plumbing's their game. <laughs> But another fun thing about the commercial, there's there's a woman in it that's that's like part of the commercial, and her voice actress is the same 
voice actress that did Princess Toadstool in the original animated cartoon. That's awesome. And like, I didn't realize it when I heard it the first time, but after I had read that, now it's like, oh yeah, that is very clearly That her. is it, yeah. And I don't think the Mario Brothers would be upset if I gave out this number, like, <laughs> no, on they, air, right? I think they want the business. They yeah. probably do. So it is, let me put my glasses on because I can't see the screen from where I'm sitting because time makes fools of <laughs> us all. Okay, so it is nine, two, nine, five... Five, six, two, seven, four, six. All right, here we go. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this the old school way of, of putting it on speakerphone right up next to the microphone. So <laughs> here we go. Thank you for calling Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. It's the me, Luigi. And if you need service, please uh, text us at the same number you just called nine two nine five five Mario. That's nine two nine five five six. Two seven four six. Must be just about any issues wherever you live. House, condo, mansion. And we'll be sure to text you back right away because the Super Mario Brothers plumbing. We don't say let's wait. We say let's go. Oh, and uh, check our website smbplumbing.com. We're still working on it, so more updates to come. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> so cute. That's very cute. That's very yeah. good. A very, a very New York Charlie Day. It's it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sold. It's I'm a sucker for that for this kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm 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 in. I, I'm glad that the Mario Brothers are are New Yorkers again. Oh uh, yeah, and officially yeah. plumbers again. And officially plumbers. <laughs> yes. Yep. So uh, next up was a trailer for the Apple TV show Tetris. It looks very good, and it's not—it's not a movie about <laughs> giant blocks but, falling from yeah. the sky. But I was talking about this with my mom, and she's like, "How are they gonna make a movie out of Tetris?" And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, actually, there's, there's a, a very interesting story. There's a really interesting, very serious story about bringing things over from Soviet Russia uh, and that sort of thing. I don't know the yeah. entire story, but I'm—I'm I'm really stoked to watch it. So starring uh, Taron Edgerton, who was, was in the um, those uh, uh, Kingsman movies, and he's done some other stuff. But it looks great. Yeah, and it is. It is a very interesting story. Yeah, there, there's a very good gaming historian uh, YouTube documentary about it. Oh, okay. It. Um, I don't. I don't know if you'd want to watch that now or not because it'll spoil. It'll the spoil show. the show, sure. Uh, but it's definitely like show worthy content. <laughs> yeah, it and it just looks. It looks great, and it looks like they they nailed the time, like the period. It's a period piece. It's an 80s yeah. period piece, and it seems like they nailed it pretty pretty dead on. I can't believe they had former Nintendo president Hiroshi Yamauchi in there, like, yeah. and it looked exactly like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very stern Japanese businessman. He almost looks like a Yakuza character. Almost does, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ready for it to say, you know, head of the Odo crime family yeah, or whatever. Head of the Nintendo crime, crime family. family. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, two more trailers. So this, um, these last couple trailers played during the Super Bowl, or I guess the big game because oh, we're yeah. a metal, uh, we're a uh, media outlet. Yeah, we can't say we can't say superb out. See, yeah. I've made the joke. Ah. Uh, but there really weren't too many trailers or anything like that or commercials. Just these last couple things. 
Uh, there was a really quick one for The Little Mermaid. And it was uh, underwhelming? Yeah. Underwater and underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Samantha, you're the you're the little mermaid <laughs> expert here, isn't the isn't it your favorite Disney animated? I mean it was my favorite as a kid. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite would be now, but I broke my VHS tape because I watch it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it like every day. It's weird because when I was a little kid, that was I think that was the first one that we got on VHS. And yeah, I watched the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. I still think I think my folks still have the VHS tape with the the hidden the hidden <laughs> yeah, phallic I, uh, I, thing, yeah, yeah it's mine. it's. I definitely know we have that too. one, yeah. But I don't know. I I like the one about it. The ones about animals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched the Aristocats and 101 Dalmatians. Like I would bounce back and forth between those two over oh, and really? over again. Well, you're you're a little bit older than us, but and I think I think th- I really think in our age group, you get a year or two above or below, and that will really kind of tell you. You you could spot the age by what Disney movie was like your Disney movie. I don't know, those are just what we had on VHS. Yeah, yeah, we had almost all of them growing up. Yeah, Yeah. we just had, those are the ones we had. (laughs) Ah, gotcha, gotcha. But this trailer looks fine. It's, it looks, they have a couple of shots in it that look like they were ripped straight from the animated movie. Yeah, my initial worry about it in the first trailer is everything was so shadowy and like not well lit. Which is a weird choice for The Little Mermaid, which is an extremely colorful film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand them wanting to be a little more realistic with, you know, everything down under the sea is going to be dark, but don't... But you don't have to. They don't have it's to. A, it's a, it's a, not a real movie. It's also about mermaids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not it a true have, story. It doesn't have to be realistic. Yeah, that's true. But th- there was more colorful shots in this one, this trailer, that kind of assuaged that feeling yeah not completely though yeah and the last trailer that we saw was for the swan song of the snyder uh helmed or produced dc movies the yeah, snyder whatever, produced dc movies whatever that universe is called whatever now, they're called the, now well not a, not anymore yeah, that's the, what it the is pre-gun universe the pre-gun universe the flash and i i liked it <laughs> Yeah, it actually it looks pretty good. It looks pretty interesting. It's definitely delving it, into that multi it all. <laughs> despite the whole thing with with uh the the person Ezra, who plays Ezra, Ezra Miller, despite their whole issue. Um their crimes, they're ale- not they're alleged. Not even alleged, they're crimes. <laughs> they're crimes. They they were convicted. They it is their crimes. But despite all of that, if you were able to look at this film completely divorced from all that and completely divorced from all the Zack Snyder super grim and gritty dour stuff, it looks kind of great. Yeah, I, I'd watch it. Yeah, it's del- it's delving into the multiverse sort of situation because there were multiple Batmen in that trailer. There were. Yeah, there was there was uh, Affleck, Batfleck, Batfleck and Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. The Michael Keaton Batman looks good. Yeah. It looks good. It looks right. He says the thing. He says, he says the- I'm Batman. I clapped. Batman. I clapped when I heard it. Yeah. But it just, it looks good. And again, for all of the negative that Ezra Miller has done, they are a good and funny, quirky Barry Allen. 
they do a, they do a good job. They were they were the the highlight of the Justice League movie. Yeah, I mean that's not saying much. It's not saying, it's <laughs> but not it's, saying much, but it's but, true. But it's like in that movie it was a bunch of very serious stick in the muds and then Aquaman and the Flash were over here on the side making jokes. Remember that scene where he's watching Rick and Morty? I do remember that scene where he's watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> that doesn't that didn't age very not, well, did it? Not especially but I mean seeing as how it was it's Ezra Miller watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes it, sense. It, it works. Yeah. It works. But it, the, the trailer did what it needed to do. It made it look appealing to me who needed to help jump over a pretty high hurdle yeah. in order to get it to yeah. I, I had stick the landing. no interest in it whatsoever, but now I'm like, oh, it looks all right. I'd yeah, watch I'll, wa- I'll watch it. I'll watch it. All right, so the other thing we have, big news, uh, Nintendo had one of their, the first of their directs for the year. And it was a big, it, it was, was a big, a big one. They like had a lot of games and we're going to run through over 40 minutes of stuff. It was, and a lot of it was pretty exciting stuff. There wasn't, there weren't a whole lot of stinkers. Especially if you're <laughs> Samantha specifically. <laughs> any, any DS girl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of DS throwbacks. Yes. But. So so let's start. Let's just run down them. Uh, Pikmin four, an, an, the fourth chapter into the Pikmin universe, where you're a little guy throwing around littler guys. Yeah, a little flower onion guy. To be honest, not really a Pikmin guy. I'm not either. I don't really I've never played one. You might like it because it's a lot of like manage resource and solving little puzzles. Is it like Ro- Chibi Robo? Like the Chibi Robo Park Patrol, maybe like that one. Um, but I, I can see that you might like it because it's kind of has things that you enjoy in a game and it's not a bad game. It's just not something that I particularly have liked. Uh, same, same. I'm, I'm not particularly that type of, I've tried, uh, Pikmin. I think I tried Pikmin one briefly and I was like, I understand why people like this. It is not for me. Yeah. I, but that's I, okay. And I'm excited for people who are getting the next chapter. I, I think I stuck to Pikmin 2 a little better than 1, oh, yeah. but it was all so long ago that, I don't know, maybe I should give it another shot. <laughs> well, I mean, now you have a chance. Yeah, and this new one has a dog in it. It has a dog, cute. even better. Oh, like a kind of alien dog. It, but still, it's a dog. It's a sheepdog kind yeah. of dog, which makes sense because the game's a lot of herding small creatures around, so it's a logical jump to put a, a dog in there. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Uh, they announced a DLC expansion for Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. I, Xenoblade 3 is good. I've never touched the DLC to any of the Xenoblade games, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess at the end of the trailer for that, part of this expansion pass has a, the uh, protagonist from the first two yeah, Xenoblade. Yeah, that was Shulk. Shulk yeah. and... Um, Oh, the da- diver boy. It had the little little boy from Yorkshire. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, know what his character is. Rex. Rex. I, I think Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is the worst one. It's not. Of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first one that really kind of surprised me that they're bringing this out of the out of the mothballs. Samba de Amigo. Yeah. Party Central. <laughs> a dancing rhythm game. Maraca rhythm game. Yeah, it was the old, it was the Dreamcast classic that had a special controller that was a pair of maracas. And it makes perfect sense that this is going, that it's on the Switch because the, the, your Joy-Cons are maracas. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't, well, that's not true. I was going to say I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, but 
Sega doesn't like to take chances on anything anymore. Not really, no. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense, yeah. and I wonder if they'll use the HD rumble in there and make it feel like. Oh, I bet it will. Maracas I bet they around. will. It seems like that is made for mm-hmm. HD rumble. Yeah. One of the Switch's less used features. Yes, and it's actually really cool. Yeah, it is. Fashion Dreamer, where you get to be a, a fashion designer. Yeah, an influencer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And this seems like it's a, an old DS game that is being ported up, or at least something in the same vein yeah. as some of those fashion Yeah, there was a lot of fashion things. Like, style savvy, I think, was the franchise that there was a lot of on the DS. This looks like a some sort of progression on that concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to jump through the next couple here. Dead Cells, they already announced that during um, Game, Game Awards, Awards with the uh, DLC of Return to Castlevania. Looks looks yeah. neat. Looks but fine. Since they refuse to make any new Castlevania games, they're going to put Castlevania in Dead Cells, which I guess, if that's how you have to do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another. There's a Tron game, Tron Identity, which is coming out right on the heels of the announcement of the Tron, the next Tron movie with everyone's favorite Morbius. <laughs> Tron Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked interesting. I'm going to Tron. Yeah, it looked <laughs> wild. Like, it was like... Like a text adventure kind of... A little bit. Like a... Oh, what's that game? Disco Elysium kind of thing. A little bit. Yeah. But with Tron, which is an interesting direction to take Tron in. Sure. You could do anything with that franchise right now because it is... It is mostly dead, unfortunately. They did a really good Tron first-person shooter for PC back in the day. Oh, they did? Yeah. Was, oh. Uh, Tron 2.0. Oh, nice. No longer canon, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Since the re- not reboot movie, the sequel movie that was... Eh. Sequel, sidequel, reboot? Yeah. Sideboot? <laughs> Sideboot, uh, sideload. A sideload, <laughs> yes. Sideloaded Tron. Yes. You gotta use your computer terms when you talk mm-hmm. about yeah Tron. you open up a virtual machine and, and load in your second uh your second tron <laughs> they're porting ghost trick phantom right. detective oh my god this is like literally one of my absolute favorite ds games really it's so good like you have no idea yeah it, it's it's a puzzle game where you're like kind of a poltergeist that has like you have minimal effects you can have in objects in the mm-hmm. environment you have to like set chain reactions of of things to solve puzzles. And it has really, really uh, interesting writing as well. Like, really quirky writing. so good. Yeah. And good and really good animation and character design. It's a good game. Everybody yeah, really cool. should should have played Ghost Trick back in the day. And if you didn't, here's, the even, yeah, here's <laughs> an even better version. It's, it's no longer locked to an old system or your phone. <laughs> Play it on a, on, a, on, a, on a console. Deca Police. It looks like Anime Police Boys. <laughs> It's another detective game, which Samantha like, loves to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, this was like an anime detective thing. It looks kind of neat and fun. I don't think this one looks as good as the other anime detective game. No, there's game another anime detective we'll get to later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But, you know, it's it's we're going out of order, but uh, all of these detective games remind me of a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Layton. Another one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, that's one of your favorite franchises, yeah. hands down, too. <laughs> little little professor man that goes and solves logic puzzles. Logic with, puzzles and math puzzles, yeah. With his, his boy, Ward. Yes, Luke. <laughs> yeah. What was that last one I played? Oh, it's I the got one that... mad at it, because it was just like, 
these are all just math problems. <laughs> there, yeah, there's way too much math. It was the one with the girl. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't enough. Yeah, it, I forget what it was called, but Professor Layton is not in it. I, I was watching a streamer that played that played a handful of them, and at one point he got so frustrated, he was like, can I just go to a shop? Just go to a shop and buy a thing. I don't need to... It doesn't need to be a logic thing or whatever. <laughs> I have six matchsticks. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but this uh. one actually has Professor Layton, the the top hatted British man. Yes, and then he's in some sort of steampunk environment, which is very fitting for him. It is, yeah. Bayonetta Origins. We saw some of this. Who at, is this? Who is this for? It is for uh, Kamiya, the guy who created Bayonetta. <laughs> I, and I that's guess. It. That is literally it. Because like here's Bayonetta, but she doesn't. She's not doing any of the things that you enjoy Bayonetta doing. Like it's not an action hardcore action game. Apparently, a section of Bayonetta three is this. Oh, it was a flashback to young Bayonetta Cereza, and it's it's this. It's just this. He was preacher testing this whole other type oh. of game. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm I've. I used to love the franchise, but they've kind of burnt me on it now. A little bit, yeah. Three, I didn't actually play it, but everything I read about three made me lose all interest in the franchise. Oh, yeah, they make some of the dumbest decisions with the characters and stuff. Um, yeah, Platinum has lost some of its luster, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been a while since they've done it. A good, yeah, um, a, a good Astral, one without it. Astral Chain. Astral Chain was, was all right. Game they yeah, did. but that was probably their second. Their uh, uh, their second team. Their bait. Their um. They're not high end team. They're so. they're like farm. Their team that farms out to other companies. Basically, yeah. Uh, we have a Splatoon three DLC. We knew that was coming. Um, more you, you can go back to the old uh, city from yeah. the first game, which that's cool. I, that, that's cool, but it has no other functionality. Yeah, but it's laid out a lot better. And let yeah. me tell you, the city in Splatoon 3, oh, not it's, convenient. It's not. It's really not. It's really not. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. There's an expansion pass for this game, and you're getting more more of your, your mans from yeah. your previous games. I still I want to play this really bad. I just haven't gotten it yet. I I like Fire Emblem, and this sounds like it's a return to its roots, which is strategic battles and not yes. not relationship juggling. <laughs> I although it looks like there's at least a little bit of that because you have to relationship juggle all of your favorite mans from your previous games. <laughs> I mean, that's a little that's bit fine. of it's fine. I like a little bit, yeah. but like, and I loved Three Houses, but a lot of Three Houses was that was yeah. man, was yeah. relationship management. Almost a little too much. Gotcha. Uh, Harmony, uh, The Fall of Reverie. I don't recognize this one. Uh, I can't even know what to think about it. It's by Don't Nod, The Life is Strange People. Oh. But it looked really obtuse. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't grok why I should be excited about it kind of situation, but. Yeah. Disney Illusion Island. It's basically Rayman, yeah. but the. Uh, the Mickey, Minnie, uh, Donald, and Goofy, but from the this in the art style of the new uh, shorts that they did, the one with my favorite cut. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? It looks really good. It it's definitely like Rayman inspired a yeah. lot, which is fine because Ubisoft doesn't do it anymore, right? And it's by the studio uh, De La La, the studio that did Battle, the new Battletoads, mm -hmm. which was a very good, good game, game that yeah. deserved uh, deserved a little more 
fanfare, I thought. I agree. I Especially agree. the cutscenes in it are very funny. It's a very <laughs> funny game. Advanced Wars 1 and 2, it's still happening. I why didn't I don't understand why we have to wait another two months. Because they want to they found a hole in the they, schedule, they basically. Found a hole in the schedule. <laughs> yeah. But it's been done for like six months. Well, I understand why they held it initially, because it was going to be released around the same time as the actual war between Russia yeah. and Yeah, and, its uh, release date yeah. was like a couple days after that yeah. happened. And having a game all be all about even if it's cartoon, like cartoons blowing it, each other up. I mean, it kind of trivializes. It not trivializes. A good idea. Yeah, to have a war. game that trivializes war come out during the start of an actual one. So yeah. it made sense. It made sense to hold it, but it's been long enough. But yeah, now they've really held it, and to, to and to not do just a drop that moment, which is what I expected. I thought they were going to be, and it's out today. Yeah, but no, it's, no, it's it's another two months for some reason. Yeah, who knows. Octopath Traveler 2, more Octopath. Yeah, the first more one's, RPG. First one's pretty good. Um, I saw a blurb on Polygon on this one that maybe it's not that great, but who oh, really? knows? They, who knows? They're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We love Katamari Reroll and Royal Reverie. Boy, that's hard to it, say. It looks like there's a little bit of new content in a there. A little bit, but you know what? I'm okay with them. Just remake the first two Katamari games. Katamari Damacy games, and that's it because that's when the original <laughs> creator left, and that's when they stopped being. They they became kind of shells of themselves. Just give me the first two, and we're there, good. There's only so many so many ways you can <laughs> roll around roll, and pick up stuff. Yeah, pick up a make a ball of trash. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, sea of Stars. It's cr- it's a new Chrono Trigger kind of kind like, of it, you can tell it's extremely Chrono Trigger inspired yes. pixel RPG. I'll, I'll play this when it comes out. It looks good. Oops. It's very much something I would like. Yeah, Omega Strike. That's the one that is basically wind jammers. Oh, it looks like trash. It does. I mean, that's kind of mean, but <laughs> it's it, it's basically it's basically air hockey. Yeah, but well, you have a three-man team. It's Tim Rogers' video ball. Yeah, uh, but they put graphics on it. Yeah, and not very interesting. It looks like it was a gotcha waifu game, but kind of does, or like an little. Overwatch hero overlay on top of been. on top of bad version of video ball. Like, yeah, basically, it's eh. Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection. These are good games. That, These are the ones where you have to like draw out a map, right? Yes. They're old school dungeon crawlers where you had on the DS, which had two screens, mm-hmm. you had to draw out your map as you went on the bottom screen. Wow. Uh, this time they just slammed both screens together on the Switch and, and also added an auto map so you don't necessarily have to draw it yourself. Okay, well, that's good at least. That's kind of um, neat. They're, they're good games, though, for because you don't, you don't see a lot of that anymore in your hardcore dungeon crawler. And they have really good character art for the different character classes. Mm. Uh, the issue is that they're kind of pricey for what they are. Yeah. Um, you can buy them in a set or buy them separately, and they're like 40 bucks a piece. That's separate. too much. Yeah, that's way too much. That's too much. Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe is getting a DLC or a, a after story. Yeah, a po- an epilogue. Post, an epilogue story featuring Magalore the villain, where you actually get to play as the villain from the game. Spoilers. Spoilers. Well, the game is this is a Spoilers remake. Spoilers for like a ten year old game. It's a ten year old game, yeah. Um 
looks fun. This is one of the better Kirby games. It seems like in the modern day, every other Kirby game is a real good one. And this was one of the real good ones. Yeah. Yeah. They put a bunch of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games onto the Switch for the Nintendo Online. Have yes. you tried any of it? Oh, yes. I, I've thoroughly been enjoying this new feature. <laughs> Same here. I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I'm almost completely through the Minish Cap, which is a lot better wow. of a Zelda than I remember yeah, it being. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've put some time into Warrior Land 3, even though I just completed that not too long ago yeah i wish it was i wish they put the original warrior land on there yeah i wish it was any of the other ones the third unpopular opinion but third the third one is my least it's not favorite. yeah it's not as good but yeah, uh, one or two or well really four is the one that they should have four is yeah. is spectacular mm-hmm. uh i am looking forward to them eventually dropping a uh, golden sun for yes. the game boy advance i'm going to put so many hours into golden sun I, I loved that game the first time i played it and i've been meaning to play through it again yeah and then i i almost downloaded it the other day to because i was like ah, man could i should i play this no <laughs> Wait, wait till it's on the Switch. I'm, I'm going to. But something about them just being easily available on the Switch. It just feels me, good. Yeah, it just feels good to play them in the right place. And um, and we we ha- we had a discussion when this first hit that you were like, you said something about, I wish they would just put the the Pokemon games on there. Yeah. But the more I think about it, and I agree with you, I, they should be there. But the more I think about it, the more I think Game Freak is going to do some sort of retro collection. If they do anything, if they do anything, but yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna give up their. There's too many other hands in the Pokemon yeah. pot to let that happen. Unfortunately, even though the Pokemon games are the Game Boy games, like it's like Tetris and Pokemon are like the two. Those are big the two big ones. ones. Yeah. Like, like how the N64 had to have GoldenEye, and they got yeah, GoldenEye they on got there. It. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I want to know why that Alone in the Dark game is on the Game Boy one. I don't know. What? Who wanted that? Who want, no that one game, does. That game sucks on ice. It's awful. <laughs> it, it's worse than having one less game on There's, there. There are so many other games that they could have put on there, especially from the Nintendo yeah, and, and it's, Nint- it's uh, not Game even Boy a, Color. It's not even a Nintendo published game. It's not. They had to make a licensing deal for literal garbage. Maybe that was part of a deal to get GoldenEye. It was that they had I, to also agree to something else. I, I don't know who owns it, but... I was hoping they would put that Donkey Kong game from the Game Boy. Do you remember that one? Uh, it was like 10, it was like 100 levels and... Oh, yeah, Donkey Kong 94. Donkey Kong that, 94. That is like the other best Game Boy game that there yeah, is. Yeah, that was that was amazing. It's got to be on there at some point. I, I just played through that not too long ago, and it holds up. It's one of the best games, period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to fly through the last couple of these. I mean, Metroid Prime Remastered yeah, they, is there. Yeah, they... Shadow dropped that. And that was a day and date. That was, and it's available now. I haven't played it yet. I want to get it eventually. It's, it's just this forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. Yeah. I know. Uh, let's see. We it's, already. It's about ten more than I thought it would be. Yeah, ten more than it should be, really. But eh, you know, um, Nintendo they got to have their high prices for all their. Yeah. You know, that's main, the tax. Main, that's yeah, Nintendo tax. Uh, let's see. We already talked about uh, Professor Layton. Uh, Mario Kart 8 
continues to get more new things. They added a new character. Yeah, that's what makes me the most excited. Uh, trans icon Birdo Birdo's is now there. In there. Yeah, which means they they said they're going to add more characters later, which is good. That's great. I like the fact that they've turned Mario Kart Eight into a live service a, a, game, basically, yeah. and you're, everyone's getting it for free, basically, because you have the Nintendo Online. Yeah. WBSC, I already talked about during the first half of the show, the baseball. Oh, thing. Power Pros. Power Pros, yeah, I already talked to that about that in the first half. And finally, Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. They did a trailer, but they didn't explain anything about no. it. I don't, it's still a complete mystery. I have a theory about the production cycle of this game. <laughs> this feels a lot like a DLC for the first game that got too big. Yeah, it Mario Galaxy 2 yeah. into another game. That's that's what it feels like. What, what Almost to the point where I ho- it would be interesting if they were to say, okay, well... Here's the $60 game, or if you want to pay $35. It's $70. $70, yeah. Which it's is more. ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> Here's, or if you want to pay $40, it's, we'll just put the sec- the second half of it into your existing save file for uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild. What was Because it looks like it's right there. What was the other detective game? We mentioned it's Detective oh, Game. Oh, yeah. Is that... Uh, it's not Baton Kaidos. I skipped over a couple Baton of these. Baton Kaidos is the old uh, GameCube card-based RPG. Right. It's not Fantasy Life. It. I am excited about a new Fantasy Life. Summer Vacation. That's not it. Uh, this lineup doesn't have it. Uh, uh, Nintendolife.com. You're, 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 you're falling down on the job. You said we we're going to... You're going to have all of them in there, and and it didn't have it in there. But it, it's a game by... Uh, the Dagon Rampa the, people. The, the Dagon Grandpa. The Dagon <laughs> Grampus. Yeah. Um, and it looks a lot like a Dagon Rampa game, but but everybody's a detective and you're solving crimes. Right. And they and they showed some of this off during the game awards as well, if I remember correctly. So yeah, looks good. Looks all in good. all, a great direct. I think they really I think they really nailed it. Yeah, I, no complaints here except for Alone in the Dark on the well, game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it's it's free. It's, no, it's not costing you no, money. You should have to play it. It's awful. <laughs> so with that, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com as well as various social media spots such as Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staffnerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline. That number is 419-561-5556. Leave us a message. We might play it on a show. Uh, Explain to me the appeal of this Alone in the Dark Game Boy game. (laughs) Yep. And you can also listen to all of our back episodes, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank super friend of the show, Parker, for manning the Facebook page. And uh, David Pencil, for the use of our intro and outro, you can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out.